This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the East Coast Offense Podcast, Week 5 Handicapping Edition. As usual, I am joined by Yahoo Sports Dalton Del Don, and uh, there's a lot of blame to go around this week, Dalton. I, I, you really did a terrible job. I mean, there's a, a, not only did you get did you force it in on Thursday and without even consulting me on a couple of these picks, both of which were losers. Actually, one of which was a loser that we would never have made had you not forced it in on Thursday. One of which um, was a push that we were lucky to get, and it was a bad line that I would never have agreed to. And then one of which you just took it upon yourself to make a terrible bet. So um, it was a really – what did we go, 1-3-1? and one? Was that our record this week? Yeah, not good. But, I mean, it's not like I didn't – I attempted to call you. God knows what you were doing. You wouldn't answer your phone. I know, but my phone – here's the thing you got to understand about me is the phone is kind of – got to turn the volume off at night. i got to turn the volume off during the radio show. The volume's always off, okay? And then because of that, I don't always bring it around all the time either. I'm not a guy who's texting all the time. Email. I'm always – accessible on email all you could have done if you just emailed me i would have gotten back to you all right no i mean admittedly it was just a really bad situation because my my proxy gave us like 10 minutes and i knew you wanted the thursday night game and unfortunately the raven spread was minus three instead of minus 2.5 and obviously it looks terrible getting locked in on the colts minus nine when luck ended up not playing i mean that was just i mean that's just bad i mean that we lost that before the game even started and I admit I did uh, I did go to bat for the Broncos, but I also really wanted the Packers, and you totally nullified that. That was my best bet on this podcast last week, and you disallowed that. So that that would at least be my defense on on that one. And and the, we both agreed on the Giants. That one won, was our own lone winner, and the Cardinals was just kind of a fluky game. You know, I realized I just screwed up, and I don't want to start all over again because I thought you know the blame that's going back and forth is pretty. I think it's healthy. It's good to get this out of our systems. Um, and the public should, has a right to know about it. Uh, but this podcast is brought to you by Harry's.com. Uh, they make razors and shaving products, among other things. And we will talk more about that uh, in the middle of the podcast. But you can check out them at Harry's.com. Um, and I hope that's sufficient because uh, I, I do think that, you know, I could tell in your voice your, your feelings are hurt, obviously, um, because you're being blamed. But you really do deserve most of the blame. I, I think we need to make a rule that there's just no Thursday, unless we feel just incredibly great about the Thursday game, like it's our best bet of the week, you know, and we both agree, there's just no point in getting those picks in on Thursday. The fact that we locked in picks before we knew whether Andrew Luck would play is just ridiculous. 
Yeah, because you have to. That's the rule of super contest. You have once you you have to submit all five at once. That shouldn't be a problem because our our proxy actually said that he almost always going to go on Friday. We can't do the Thursday game, so that was just bad luck that he happened. One of I mean, he was still going to give us the option to do it Friday, but he gave us the option for that Thursday, and I made an executive decision that clearly was was wrong in hindsight. But I agree with you in principle, regardless of their proxy's availability. Let's just ignore the Thursday night game and, and get as much information as right. possible for Friday night. That's right. That's right. And um, the other thing I would say is, uh, well, first off, uh, I emailed you. I never heard back. Did, didn't we have some side bets on baseball leagues this year? We I must have had look, some side bets. I have to look. I, I wrote stuff down. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm really you know impressed with where you finished in friends and family. I was dominating that league. I was up like 15 points for the first four months. And I blamed Scott Pianowski because he emailed me saying what a juggernaut I put together and and I, he can't foresee in any way I lose, and I end up finishing fifth. Just a bunch of injuries that happens, but uh, it's pretty funny how it how I dropped so far in, in there, and then you you finished above me. You didn't you didn't win, but um, congratulations. I will look to see if we if we made any wagers on that. I'm I'm not I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure we did a hundred, but just check. I couldn't find <laughs> it in my records, and okay. it, you know what makes me so enraged? Like Derek Cardi won money off me last year. Because we bet on Jerickson Profar, who I drafted in labor. And, of course, he got hurt. He never played. So he won, which we should have had some out, obviously, but we didn't. So I sent him $90, okay? And then uh, this year, I I was in nine leagues, okay? I took first in four. I took second in three, one of which I took 12th overall in the main event, which first 11 spots pay, by the way. But still, it was a good year. And I took third in one which was the FSTA, which I made an error on the first-come-first-serve rule. I would have almost certainly won that league had I been able to make an acquisition after July, still finished third, and I finished sixth in labor. The one bet I made with Cardi, actually I made two bets. He won 20 bucks on uh, Prince. I had Prince Fielder. He had Charlie Blackman. I don't, I, I'm not even going to look it up. I'm pretty sure Blackman was more valuable. And then the other bet was our labor finish. He finished in fifth, and I finished in sixth. And that was my only league. I finished worse than third. And there are only two leagues in which I finished worse than second. And yet I'm going to have to send that dude some money. That's just infuriating. Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good baseball year. It was my best ever. And it will never happen again. And I'm not sure I should even play next year as a result. There's no point. It was so much work. I'm so relieved it's over. And I'm only going to do worse next year. I just don't even know why I would play. Every Sunday was a beautiful day out. I sat in my goddamn house. And I went through these free agent lists with these slow-ass commission service systems <laughs> And look down and try to get guys from the way. You know, it was just a miserable, horrible existence. Well, that's any different than your normal life? Yes, absolutely. I, I do things. You know, I don't do that much, but I, do, I don't sit around looking through a list. All right, let's get on to these picks. I, I mean, like one through and we're on the ropes, dude. Oh, we're yeah, yeah. We really need to turn it. We, we need, need to turn go, it. Like, I think if we go 15 and 0, we'll be okay for the next okay. three weeks. All right. Yeah, I mean, just for no other reason than to, to stay, you know, to have something to root for the second half. I don't want to already be done for after five or six weeks. I mean, let's let's get let's get it together. It's actually two, at least two that I feel strongly about that jumped out immediately to me for the on this slate okay. that I will that I'll go to bat. And I, I can't say that every week, but there's at least two that I really feel strongly about. Okay, I, I don't love this slate, but I like it better than last week. And as much as you know, it would be entertaining if we suck and we have to like complain to each other about you know whose fault it was. That's not worth fifteen hundred bucks. You know what I mean? Like, if it was like a hundred bucks, that'd be money well spent. But it's not fifteen hundred. I want to get some money back. You know? 
Yeah, ideally. That that was the plan. Yes. Okay. All right. So let's okay. Let's no more no more messing around. Okay. So let's start. just giving these guys a handicap, dude. We're just, we're, you know, we're just yeah. giving them a handy. We'll, we'll get it. We'll, we'll start short true colors moving forward. That's right. That's right. All right. So Indy Tennessee is not on the board yet. I mean, it looks like Luck's playing, and I'm just going to take Indy reflexively. I don't care if the line's 50. I'm just going to take him, but it doesn't matter. We can't take that now. So we'll skip that. And do you have any line for that whatsoever? No, I haven't found it. I would guess off the top of my head, um, I don't know, Colts minus three. At Houston? What would you think? Yeah, with luck. Yeah, two and a half. I don't know, two and a half maybe. But, yeah, something around there. But, I, no, I haven't seen a line okay. with no. Uh, and, and, you know, what? actually, Houston, I kind of like to buy low. But, you know, what's so funny. I just got to make a little aside. Everyone's like, oh, you know, it's, it's so stupid how a quarterback has to win the MVP every year. J.J. Watt is the greatest defensive player ever. It's like, if, he, if he's so good, if he's the best defensive lineman ever, and the other team scored 42 Ooh. on them, yeah. like, I, you know, it just shows you really do have to pick a quarterback pretty much. I mean, he's just not even – he's just like, why is this team so bad if he's so good? Well, that was my argument back in the day with you about Bradford versus – they actually scored 48 points. Um, Bradford versus uh, Indomitian Sue, and I said, I have no opinion of, of Sam Bradford. I don't watch college football. I have no opinion. It, the point being just if you have the number one pick and there's a possible franchise quarterback – that's what I, you know. That's why I would. You go. were wrong. You obviously lost that argument because it, I was just saying you don't just elevate any old dude who happens to be the best that year and take him over sort of a sure thing Pro Bowl defensive player. Because yeah, I mean, I could see arguments on both sides. Obviously, Sue's been a better pro. There's yeah, no question about that. Although, although right now he's you know in a, locked in a huge contract and, and not doing yeah. so. Well, they should have paid him. him. They didn't have to pay him. They should have you know. Uh, but well, yeah, but your point rings true with with, with Watt. Watt is awesome and clearly the best. Defensive player over the past five years, but it's, it's obvious that that position it doesn't matter. Far, yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers. You know, every year the Packers are good. Okay, so let's get on to some of these picks. So, Indy, we're skipping. So, Tampa is laying three. They're at home against Jacksonville. It's Jacksonville plus three at Tampa. I don't feel strongly, but I do have a side here. What is your side? I don't feel strongly either. For the most part, this season on these coin flips, uh, it's been the the three the requisite three point home team I've I've been going with. But I'm actually going to go opposite here because I could see either team winning. Uh, Jameis Winston just looks so bad. Bortles is has been okay, uh, a decent defense there. I could see anything happening here, so I might as well take the points. I don't feel great about this game though. I like Tampa. I I think Jacksonville is truly a doormat, and Winston has been very erratic and has made some bad decisions and played poorly but Bortles is like he's Blaine Gabbert I mean he's we're almost positive now that Bortles is bad right I mean Bortles is like the sample's big enough on him right he's surprisingly been a competent fantasy wise I wouldn't count on that going forward but he's been running a little bit and Alan Hearns Alan Robinson not not terrible but I I, again I don't feel strongly about this one maybe Tampa Bay writes the ship I I don't know I mean uh they're not gonna write the ship but they're gonna just well, not be, not be, you know, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hardly going to write the ship. All right, uh, what about Buffalo is uh, in Tennessee. They're laying two and a half now. I think that was three. Who do you like there? Again, one I'm, I don't feel strongly about. Um, I'm just going to uh, – they're missing – Buffalo's missing Sammy Watkins, probably Carlos Williams. I don't like to overrate that, but I think Tyrod Taylor – Is Watkins definitely out this week? Not definitely, but I would, I would bet – I would bet. I would say greater than 50% chance he sits out another week. Um, and uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think, is playing a little banged up with an ankle and maybe some more more film on him. He might start struggling a little bit. I just love Mariota, and I think he's the real deal. Coming out of a bye, again, um, I'll just go with the home team here getting the points. Yeah, I kind of like Buffalo. I mean, the G-men put the screws to them, but 
I think they're still okay. Their D is good. And Tennessee, I mean, Ken Wisenhunt is their coach. You know, I, I don't know. I just think Buffalo is like an 8 and 8-ish team, and that's good enough in Tennessee. Yeah, I could see it. I, I really don't. I mean, I was – Okay, I'm not strong on it. I don't really love laying the wood with Buffalo. All right, you got Baltimore uh, is hosting Cleveland, and that line is now 6.5. It opened at 7. I'm going to take the underdog here. You know, so here's the thing. I think you mentioned this a little bit too, but I I was thinking the same thing. Clearly, Cleveland is being ridiculous and not seeing what they have in Johnny Manziel because they should be playing for the next five years and seeing what they have. But, you know, it's not necessarily the case that that doesn't mean that if my life depended on it, I wouldn't want Josh McCown starting this week if my life depended on the Browns winning. Like, I think he actually probably does give them the best chance right now. And he's targeting... Travis Benjamin a lot and and kind of making some some plays and Baltimore secondary has been terrible. So again, it's probably a mistake long term, but this coaching staff is is worried more about tomorrow than next year. And I think they'll cover here. Maybe they'll take a backdoor cover. Baltimore is typically better at home, but this team has just been highly unimpressive. A divisional game, so I'm going to take the points. Yeah, I, I think I'm taking Baltimore here, man. I mean, I'm taking a lot of favorites, which hasn't worked out well for me so far this year, but. I just think Baltimore at home is a good team. I know they haven't played especially well. They did get it done on the road in Pittsburgh. They're really thin at wide receiver. I mean, so thin. I mean, it might be the worst in the NFL. I mean, of course they're the worst. Is there any? I mean, there's no one can even rival them. They don't have. They were the worst when they had Steve Smith, and Steve Smith's not playing. And yeah, I don't know. You must be a Travis Benjamin fan on the other side. (laughs) On the other side, the same game isn't exactly isn't exactly loaded. Right? It's it's sort of like the. But at least those guys have played. I mean, you got Kamar Aiken. You got Chris Givens, who they just signed, who's like a speed guy who had some upside at one point. Um, I don't know. I, I'm not strong on this either, but I just feel like, I mean, come on, ball. This is just one of those games where ball. I can see a big game from Forsett. Yeah, Forsett sucks though. I mean, he, he <laughs> their offensive line did play better in Pittsburgh though, and Cleveland's run D is pretty bad. I think Baltimore's going to win. There'll be a pick six here. I think they're going to win. I think they're going to roll. Um, all right, so we're skipping all those. No agreement. How about Washington plus? Seven and a half in Atlanta. Uh, I'm again going to take the points here. I really, I'm impressed with Atlanta. I love the the coaching upgrade. It's been night and day. Um, their offense is really rolling. Um, you know, Washington, I believe, has allowed the the fewest fantasy points to opposing uh, running running backs. So, Devontae Freeman, the first running back since the merger to rush for three touchdowns during each of his first two starts in the NFL. Uh, he's going to take a step back this week. Obviously, can't continue that. Regardless. Uh, should be a close game. Bold call. I mean, I, uh, <laughs> thank you. The Falcons are are, are are very good, and I expect them to fully win this game. But seven and a half, Washington's kind of feisty. I could see a backdoor cover. Yeah, I hate Washington, but I I think you got to buy, you know, sort of sell high in Atlanta at this point. I mean, they're they're not as good as their record. They were trailing by double digits in like second half of three games um, before last week, and uh, I, I would take the points also with Washington. Perhaps that will be one of our games. Um, all right, let's move on. Chicago plus nine and a half at KC. I want to hear what you think about this game because I did a video today for TYT, and we had to pick kind of quickly, like Tuesday morning. And I, I said, I warned them. I said, these are really pl- preliminary. Uh, but I had a take on this game. This is one of the games I picked. Oh, man. I actually probably – this is one of the two that I liked the least. Uh, I originally had a Chicago Bears feel. You know, Jay Cutler's back. Maybe Alshon Jeffrey's back. Um, they can put up some points. Possibly Kansas city has been giving up some yardage and points, but then again, their last two games have been in green Bay in Cincinnati. Let's not forget. This is a pretty good team. 
Uh, going back home, I would feel confident using them in Survivor, teasing this down below three. So once, whenever I think that, then I feel like they can cover a, a double-digit type spread. So I'm going to change my original instinct. I, I'm guessing most people would, you know, coming off the, the Bears win and them getting healthier, and this Chiefs team's looked really bad getting blown out back-to-back weeks. It seems like a contrarian play, so I, I would lay the wood with the Chiefs. That was where I came out, too. And Ben Mankiewicz, who's the guy who co-hosts, and he bets a lot. He knows what he's talking about. He liked Chicago, and we, we disagreed. Um, but I, And I was sort of on the fence, but I think KC is the play. This line is too big. Right. It's too much. It's weird. Why is this line so big? Because it's in Arrowhead. Chicago got their win out of the way. Chicago's not going anywhere this year. I think they get worked in KC. I think in Green Bay and in Cincy might be the two toughest, like you know, two of the three or and four. And they played against places. Denver the week before. Right, they, right. They've had tough. You know, I, I don't. And, and they're and they're going to be. You know, obviously it's a good buy low. Now look, the line you're not getting any value on this no. line. It's not like you're buying low and they're favored by six. That would be a good buy low. You got to lay nine and a half. That's not that's not a value. But I, I just kind of feel like I don't know. It doesn't really matter. It's just one of these games where they're going to come and blow them out. Yeah, I think their pass rush gets to Chicago. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's it's a little bit dangerous when you're whatever the hell I am, 25 and 38 or whatever the hell I am, which is bad, to start, like, going on these hunchy, you know, oh, the flow of the league, this is how it goes. You know, you start – that's great when you're rolling to start, you know, getting the feel for how the league flows. But I, I just – I'm going to stick with it. Okay. Confidence is not shaken. Uh, all right, let's do one more, and we'll, we'll take a little commercial break for a minute after that. But let's go with uh, New Orleans plus uh, – it's four and a half, five. I'm going to say four and a half right now at Philly. Who do you like there? Well, these are two frustrating teams, especially Philadelphia. Who knows what to make of them? But but at home, uh, this New Orleans team is, is just really unimpressive. Even the, the Sunday night win left a lot to be desired. Get them outdoors. Uh, I, I actually kind of have a – fairly strong lean toward uh, the Eagles, which you seem to pick every week. So it'll probably be the time you switch here. But, you know, four and a half points isn't as big when you look at the over-under at 49. I could see them really, really rolling here. I mean, the, the Saints have allowed an NFL high 9.8 yards per attempt, seven passing scores, still searching for their first interception of the year. Uh, I, I could see the Eagles rolling here. I like the Eagles too. Uh, I, Bradford got it together in the second half. Now we threw to a bunch of, they scored scrubs. three points or fewer in the first half of three of their four games this year. That's really weird. They've been one of the slowest starting teams in the league. Well, I think part of the slow start for the season is that Bradford's new to the system, and there's all these new guys there. It's not like Macklin, who had been there for a few years. Everybody's new. Everybody's trying to get acquainted. Acquainted. It's just not that easy in the NFL to, for everyone to get on the same page in real time against real defenses. I think it just takes a few games. And the second half last week – they put up a lot of points. They got it together. Now they're throwing to Riley Cooper and Miles Austin and Brent Selleck, the three oldest guys in the league. But I think they connect with Jordan Matthews, Zach Ertz. I think this is where they get going against the soft D at home. Week five, I think Philly puts up 30-plus. You want to consider that one? Yeah, I like Philly. I, I've, I've okay. liked it from the beginning. I kind of do too. Okay. All right. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Harrys.com is sponsoring this podcast. They make razors. They make shaving cream. They make a bunch of shaving products. I checked out the uh, stuff uh, the other day. I shaved. It was worked perfectly well. It's very nice. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than the razor blades that um, are ridiculously expensive that you get at the drugstore. And uh, so say goodbye to choosing between expensive brands or cheap disposables. Say hello to Harry's. High-quality blades at a price you'll love. 
Go to harrys.com right now. Enter the code LIST at checkout to get five bucks off your first per- your first purchase. Get a month's worth of shaving for just ten bucks with the code LIST L I S S at checkout. That's harrys.com code LIST. All right, Dalton, you don't buy those expensive razors, do you? Uh, I do, but I, um, you're tempting me to make a change because be- they're they're so overpriced. They're just r- highway robbery. So I I I should make a change because it's probably the most inflated thing I I do purchase, except maybe like alcohol at a bar or something. I can't imagine a bigger markup than these freaking razors. They're ridiculous. They're they're in lock and key, like you're someone's gonna rob them in CVS. It's just it's crazy. I know. I mean, you should rob them. I mean, it's worth a lot. You could probably sell them on the black market for a lot of money. Um, <laughs> that's I think that's why they have them under lock and key. Yeah. No, I, I agree, man. It's it's uh, it's out of control. The uh, the amount that it's weird because when you know when you like get out of the your parents' house when you're in your twenties, you get out of college and you're like, all right, I gotta start paying for stuff myself. You know, you, you don't you don't have an allowance. You've got to like pay for stuff yourself, and you don't really know what stuff costs entirely for everything. And you like go to buy razors, and you're like, f that, man. That's crazy, right? Yeah, and it's like your face. You don't want to use like a cheap bic either, you know. But I, what I tend to do is I get the expensive ones and just try to make it last as long as possible. You know, they, they tell you to switch it every whatever month or something. But you, those things last quite a bit. Yeah, but then you scrape the hell out of your face. What I yeah, do is I get I – get, I'm, I'm a real man. I get a razor-sharp machete, right, and I just shave with that. I always so, wanted yeah. – one time in my life, I do want to go to a barber shop and get like a legit like hot blade shave. Yeah, I'll do it for you. No problem, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Nothing what could go wrong. <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> okay. So uh, especially if you lose a couple more of these weeks, then you definitely shouldn't do it because I'll be doing uh, – I definitely take my opportunity to uh, get some payback for this money. That or conversely, costing. if we win, you get twice, twice the amount of money. That's if right. You're me. That's right. Uh, I, there's just this you know, disposal issue uh, with the body, but that's, that's small potatoes. I've, there's people. Rotowire has people that can handle that. All right, Jeff. Jeff Erickson is is really expert at that. So, all right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You don't know. He, he is he fronts like he wouldn't. You know, you would never know. Okay. So, uh, St. Louis plus uh, nine and a half at Green Bay, and I had trouble with this one. I, I like I wrote down like my answer to each one of these, and on that one, I just wrote both teams. I don't really know. Do you have a lean here? I have a lean, but it's ever so slight. Another one I don't really like so much. Uh, interesting that Tavon Austin is suddenly fantasy-worthy and in in looking like a real NFL wide receiver. This St. Louis team, they really play especially well inside their division. But going outdoors, the Packers at home are just so good. They're worth more than the, the, you know, the, right. the normal three. They're worth like seven and a half. Pretty much. Because, I mean, you look at it like this, you know, you go the six points the other way. Really, they'd only be three, three and a half point favorites in St. Louis. That seems a little bit low. Um, Todd Gurley looks like a maniac. He's the man. I mean, he, he could go crazy. The Packers have allowed 4.8 yards per carry. But other than that, the, the Packers' defense has actually quietly been kind of feisty lately. They've been getting to the quarterback. And um, so, yeah, I think the Packers are going to win by double digits. I don't love it. But in Green Bay, I can't see going against them right now. Yeah, that, that was that's that was one school of thought. The other one is what you said. They don't stop the run, and Todd Gurley's a monster. <laughs> monster. He could have he should have scored a touchdown. He did the right thing football wise. It was annoying fantasy wise, since I have him places. But we have him in league of leagues. You know, I bought I, him in that supplemental draft. You're finally earning your keep there. We're three and one, and I'm feeling better about. It. You know, I went nine and zero in my fantasy football leagues this past weekend. I had nine leagues, including that one. I went nine and zero. It's hard to do. That's really impressive. That's yeah. And I mean, even, even if, even if you like could pick your best lineup, that wouldn't happen often. If you could pick like the all you know of all the players available, that'd be tough to do. 
in right, it right. to go nine and zero. I was nine and zero, and the thing is, I was terrible for two weeks. But when you have teams full of Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, I've got Aaron Foster hasn't coming back yet, and they start you know Devonta Freeman who didn't do anything for two weeks yeah. and they all go off. Like you just, it's crazy. I, I was like, Oh, I screwed it up this year. It's going to be miserable. Now I'm happy again. The only thing that's bad is this is the spread is the handicapping. I got to turn this around. There's no, yeah, well, I, I also added, um, and you, know, you always give me, you give me a hard time. So I got to, got to, you know, counter it. Sometimes I also picked up Packers D in league of leagues and they, they went crazy against the Niners and, and Ruben Randall, Touchdown connection, Eli Manning. So a couple couple moves I made. Thomas Rawls did not exactly pan yeah. out as I had hoped, but you know a down game from Julio Jones and, and T. Y. Hilton and Calvin are our big three, and we still won. We beat uh, cousin Sal who won baseball and was three and zero and was talking Yang on the email. We took him down. So right. We're right in this, I mean, I believe we are three and one in legal yeah. leagues. Yeah, cousin Sal's not saying shit after this week, is he? No, I don't. I didn't receive, did you yeah. receive an email from cousin Sal? I didn't. No, I, no, he's awfully no. quiet now. He's not saying a goddamn thing. No, he's not. No. All right, you shut his ass up. All right, good. Because, you know, I didn't like it. You know, we finished fifth and a half, right? Tied for fifth. If we could have just got to fourth, it would have been better. But that's that's. Oh, it was so crazy. It came down to the end. We almost, yeah, obviously almost finished sixth. We could have finished seventh or eighth, and we could have finished fourth. So I'll take it. At first, I thought we finished fifth solely, and then I looked closer, and Will Leach tied us. But it came down to, like, fraction of the points on on-base percentage. I think um, – I think uh, A.J. Pollock went crazy on that final Sunday. It really helped us. But, yeah, I, I'm not totally happy. But one thing I will say is I do not owe you a stake in Las Vegas as we finish first in whip and ERA. Yeah, good for you. And it's just hard to shake that leech. You know what I mean? It's yeah. hard to shake that well leech. Well played. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are we doing in St. Louis Green Bay? I mean, I, I would roll with Green Bay. I mean, I'm not going to take him as one of the five. I just I just could see Gurley cutting them up. And, uh, and St. Louis is D. I mean, the Packers – they don't have a good offensive line, but Rodgers is just so smart and so cool back there that it's just really hard to do I mean, much. His last 19 home games, 48 touchdowns, zero interceptions. I, mean, yeah. I feel like that's underrated. Like, let's. Can but you can't just take him at home reflexively, no matter what the line is, because there is a point at which that should flip. Oh, of course, of course. And, and you know, maybe I mean the Rams are like league eight and eight ish, right? And like, so how much better? How big is the line when an eight and eight team goes to a? 13 and 3 team at home. I guess nine and a half is probably right. And then if you give them extra for the home field, maybe you, you take them. Um, all right. I'll think about that one. We'll move on. Uh, Seattle plus three. It's at two and a half in a couple places. I would love it if it were two and a half. Uh, at Cincinnati, what's your lean here? Okay. I usually don't look at the lines until Tuesday, but I happened to catch this line um, Monday night and it opened at one. And I, uh, I thought this was. The bet of the year. I thought it was the craziest the spread I saw, and I, I should have known better and locked it in then because I looked today um, studying up for this podcast and getting ready for staff picks, and I'm like, ah, it's already to three. Ah, that's such a big difference. Seattle has scored four offensive – sorry, five offensive touchdowns this season, which is tied for the NFL low along with my 49ers. The Bengals have averaged four touchdowns per game. And now the Seattle, uh, even when they're winning Super Bowls, was a very mediocre road team. They're traveling after a Monday night game to play a Bengals team. Maybe they're quote-unquote due for a letdown because they're undefeated. But this Bengals team looks legit to me. They can run, pass, and play defense. And it's really good at home. Um, I, um, I, I really like the Bengals, if I haven't made that clear. I'm picking up Seattle. I mean, Cincinnati's D in some places. Seattle... If He's on court- pace. Russell Wilson on pace to take 72 sacks this year, which would be second to uh, David Carr's uh, record season. Right. And and if, if Russell Wilson were not the quarterback on this team, 
he would be dead. I mean, they would be dead. They, it was just an all-out assault uh, on Monday night, and he made some amazing plays to get away and, and, and complete some passes. But if it were Peyton Manning, he would, he would literally be dead. Like there were, they were just there was zero blocking whatsoever, and actually, what they should do is take Jimmy Graham, who they never target anyway, and trade him for a really good center. That's what they should actually do this year if if someone would be willing to do that. Deal. Maybe someone like like Max Unger or something. Yeah, if they could trade him to exactly to to the Saints for Max Unger, I think that'd be. I think it's a good fit for both teams. Yeah, <laughs> so I, yeah, that was a a, 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 a lose lose trade if there's ever been one. Horrible, and so you know I. Yeah, I, I hear you. And I think Seattle's getting, you know, the full three. Uh, I mean, they're, they're getting three. I mean, they're, they're getting not more than three, not seven or eight or whatever it should be, just because it's Seattle. They've been to two Super Bowls in a row. It's, you know, they're magic. You know, I, I, I don't think this is – I think this line is purely a reputation-based line, and since it should be favored by a lot more based on any rational viewing of, of what happened over the last few games. Yeah, when it came out at one, I was like – very rarely do am I surprised at lines. Like Vegas is very tight, you know. But that one, like, truly shocked. It doesn't mean they're going to be right, but that one really. Okay, so that's out. one of our picks, and I would love it if it goes to two and a half. I would just absolutely love it. But three, I'm fine with two. Okay, yeah, we're definitely locked in on on okay. Cincy, and we'll see. I mean, that was one of my two that I really. Okay, really... so I, I was in on that too. Okay, okay. good. Um, and then uh, Arizona, um, it opened at three, but now it's two and a half slash three. And I actually think it's two and a half. It's Arizona minus two and a half. At Detroit, what do you feel about that? Yeah, this is one I really don't like. Um, you, you, you tell me otherwise. If, if you, I don't like it me. either. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I, I'm probably Detroitish, probably. But I mean, three, I like it a lot better than two and a half. Yeah, you. I know you've been on Detroit this year. I, I, I just think Arizona is really good, and that was a fluke game. I know they're better at home, but those fumbles. And I paid close attention to that game because there were only four afternoon games, and we had them in the Super Contest, and um, I actually had them in a in a teaser as well. Uh, and there was back to back plays. It looked like the the Cardinals clearly recovered a fumble, and in the very next play, they call. I, I, just, I have not seen a worse premature. Uh, momentum call where they said the you know the forward progress stop after a clear fumble that was recovery since the bull Ahmad Bradshaw in the NFC Championship game against the Niners when I was there in Candlestick that one was about as bad I've ever seen but this one was a close second and I think Arizona just whatever those those games happen and the Rams will do Rams things in the division I'm not going to look too you know I understand Detroit's a wounded animal and they need a win but this team's garbage they can't run the ball their defense is okay they can't pass the ball and Arizona might be one of the three or four best teams in the NFL so I'm, I'm not going to overthink this and I'm going to take the road favorite yeah, I'm yeah. Not, again, I may switch to Arizona. I'm not sure. At two and a half, it's tough. At three, I probably take Detroit. At two and a half, I may be swayed. The only thing is, I'm not sold on Arizona. You know, they won a lot of lucky games last year, and you know, this yeah. year, they, who they beat? They beat the Bears. They lost to the Rams. They beat who? They who else did they beat? Some crappy teams. Forty Niners. Forty Niners. And who did they beat in Week One? Um, who did they beat? No, you're right. Their schedule hasn't been uh, super uh, at home against New Orleans. Yeah, it's just garbage. They beat like total I mean, crappy teams. They're sixteen and three, or is it seventeen and three? The last uh, nineteen, I think it's sixteen and three. But, but, last nineteen okay. starts with Palmer. I mean, that has right. to mean. Well, why don't we just eliminate the first half of last year, and then remember Palmer? That is a crazy thing to, to even recount because some of that's from two thousand thirteen, is it not? Yeah, uh, I guess it must be. You're right. If it's dating, I mean, was it like Carlos Dansby on the team and like a whole bunch of other guys that aren't even there now? I mean, it's just totally a totally different team. Yeah, I kind of like Mendenhall was on that team. Not that that helped them, but it's like it's you know, 
I don't know. I, I, I think Arizona may be a little hyped. I think Detroit is terrible. Yeah. Well, you know, it was, a, it was a true miracle that they covered that spread on Monday night, and I've been getting my ass beat down. Did you see what happened with the Saints-Cowboys last week? How sick that was? <laughs> Did you see what happened? Yeah, yeah, I had the I had the Cowboys in the in staff picks. There is a special place in handicapping hell for Zach Hawker, missing that field goal, letting it go to overtime, and having CJ Spiller get a touchdown to cover. That was disgusting. It was it was absolutely disgusting. That, I mean, seriously. And you know what? I was, I was on Twitter saying there was a zero percent chance Brandon Whedon executes this drive, and you do that because you're either right or you win. Right? You, you sacrifice your reputation for what you want. And I got it. And even though I paid that price of people being like, you're an idiot. He did it. You know, whatever. I still lost. Right. It was just cherry on top of this terrible day of kicking. I mean, so many misses. What was that? A 30 yarder indoors. I mean, give me a break. It was, it was gross. Oh no, I no, I had, I had. So, so the fact that Seattle, that Detroit covered for me last night was just, I have to say, like, I just felt it was just so good. It was well, I was amazing. on the losing side of both, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, and you deserve it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, actually, just to, just real quick. Actually, uh, because I'd lost earlier in the day and I have a, 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 a moderate to severe gambling problem, I, um, I uh, was one of those squares that goes the late games just because, you know, the prime time. So I had a parlay. I'm sorry, a teaser, seven points with the, uh, the Saints plus four and then uh, Seattle uh, minus two and a half. Right. So I look like I could middle both because I had the Dallas and the staff picks, right? So if Hawker makes that, I win both bets, you know, right. Dallas plus four and uh, yeah. obviously the Saints. So then in overtime, I'm like, as long as there's not a touchdown, I still am fine. Yeah. So, you know, at least I had money on the line. I like to win staff picks and I bet Stopa per every 20 bucks per game. But in hindsight, it was fine. At least it was the Saints team to score the touchdown. And I actually got breaks in that Seattle game. Obviously, they call that batted ball or Calvin reaches six more inches. I lose that one. But so my, my teaser did come through in, in a crazy fashion. Some guy tweeted me when I was complaining about it that he had uh, Calvin and Stafford in fantasy and the Lions plus 400 on the money line. So uh-huh. when Calvin's reaching yeah. over the end zone, right, that's a 10-point play for him that probably wins his week. And... He loses that and loses the plus 400. Yeah, my, our survivor, the, I mean, my survivor pool that I run that you, you know, you exited when I did in week two, there were four teams left and three of them lost Sunday and one of them had Seattle and he, um, he bet like $400 on the Detroit money line to hedge, to hedge, you know, because right. he had Seattle. Um, so, so yeah, so, so, so that survivor's over. Okay. Of, right. You should start a second one, a second chance one. Uh, okay, so let's move on. We got Arizona. Um, oh, we did Arizona. We got New England. I'm looking, it looks like eight and a half right now, but it's moving a bit. Uh, New England minus eight and a half in Dallas. And I think this is a very interesting line, right? Because I could, I, I think I know who I like. Go ahead. You, you, you give your view. This line's all over the place. Some casinos, it goes from eight to 10. Yeah. I see in Vegas. And it opened at seven so, and a half. Right. So, uh, I don't like this one very much. Um, I actually just reflexively hate betting against Belichick in, in New England. Um, but I'm going to take the home dog here. This is a pretty severe line. I mean, this suggests that if it was in New England, it'd be 15, 15 and a half points. I mean, what were they favored at home against the Jags? 13 and a half? I mean, they did cover comfortably. But still, this is a pretty pretty big line. I know Dallas's home field isn't great in that monstrous stadium, but I'm going to hold my nose and take the home dog. Yeah, I mean, Dallas is so stout on the offensive line, but their D kind of sucks. I mean, it's been exposed. They're getting Greg Hardy back for what it's worth. His four-game suspension's up. Yeah. I mean, karma-wise, that's not, that's, not, that's not a good no. thing. But, yeah, he's a good player. 
Um, the uh, it's yeah, I, I I get it, but their D kind of sucks. Maybe Hardy will be transformative, but Sean Lee was had a concussion. I don't know if he's going to be back, and he's he's their best player on D at least until Hardy shows up. And then you know Dallas's offense with Brandon Whedon, he's like okay as a backup, but this is just one of those things where. You could see it getting out of hand. I don't know. I, I got to think about this. I circled New England when I first saw it. I just thought they just win games by like 27 you know, points. They, you know, they might be, you know, have their sights set on some records and, and finish 15 yeah. and 1. I mean, as long as they stay healthy. I mean, with Gronk and Edelman, this this healthy team. Coming out of a bye, too. What isn't Belichick like 100 no or something when he has extra week to prepare? So I, I, I could be talked into that. I, I do not feel strongly about that one. I could, I could see New England winning by 30. I got a mild New England lane. I mean, I think Dallas is probably the smart bet. I mean, the public, I mean, forget about the public, you know, I don't care about that, but like, it just, this number is always going to be a little higher than it should be, right? It just has to be, right? Like, the books, they don't want to get cleaned out. So they just have to make this number a little higher than it should be, right? I mean, just they have to. Yep. So you know Dallas is the value, but, you know, value is sometimes bullshit. Absolutely. Right? Value yes. is what, you know, ruined my labor team, you know, in baseball. Va- screw value. Um, okay. Denver uh, at Oakland is uh, – Denver's minus five and a half now. How do you feel about this one? Not not great. Uh, I love Denver's defense, obviously, and uh, Oakland's offensive line is shaky. But, you know, the thing with, um, with Derek Carr is he actually doesn't really take sacks, dating back to his rookie year, and he plays a lot better at home. And I kind of want to buy low off them losing in Chicago the the – I think it was the second time in 20 years they were favored on the road and um, obviously disappointed, but who knew that Cutler was going to play? Um, Peyton Manning, I, I, you know, we backed Denver because of me in the super contest and I watched that game intently and he threw some ducks that were just really awful. The running game can't get going aside from the long Hillman run. Uh, I'm going to take the home dog. Yeah, it's funny. I didn't choose. This is the, the two games I didn't, I wasn't able to pick a side were Seattle green. I mean, St. Louis green Bay and Oakland, Denver, and I'll probably end up with Oakland, although Denver's D is very good. And Derek Carr, 5.9 YPA in Chicago. I mean, that's just terrible. And we're looking at this, you know, supposed breakout. And, you know, if he's more or less the guy he was last year, maybe just slightly better, then it's a disaster. And Oakland's D is bad. And Denver's D is good. And, man, but I, I guess Oakland's the play. I guess it is. I, I, I don't, I'd be surprised if we end up using this one, though. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't like that okay. one either way. No. Okay, here's one that I actually like: uh, San Francisco plus seven at the Giants. I think the Giants are going to crush them, and I know everybody probably does, and it's obvious, but it's not a big line. And Kaepernick to me is RG three. He's broken. He, uh, you know, he's always had problems with the play clock, and he burned timeouts for no reason. I mean, this was a coverable game that they had against Green Bay. I was watching a decent amount of it. And then on fourth down, he was under pressure, and he just took a sack to end the game, just basically just to lose any chance of covering. Or maybe it wasn't to end the game, but it was like their last chance in Green Bay territory to get to within 10. It's like, dude, just throw the ball up in the air. It's fourth down. If you take a sack, there's nothing that can come of it. Just toss it. And I just think this guy's not there. He's not mentally present during the game. And they're not good enough you know, outside of him to cover for that. I mean, their defense isn't good. The rest of their players aren't that good. And so Kaepernick's out to lunch and the team's bad and they're going on the road. Seven is just too small. This is the other game that I, that I liked. I said, I felt strong about two. I'm trying to decide uh, which one to make my best bet. uh, The Bengals or yes, of course the giants. Um, This should be a boat race. Um, 
yeah, the, the Niners are my team, and they just look hopeless. They're poorly coached, poorly prepared, uh, terrible offensive line, especially the right side. Uh, uh, Kaepernick reads, makes one progression, and the book's out. He, he, if his first read's not there, he starts to tuck it and run, and, and everyone is prepared for it. Carlos Hyde looks like a legitimate possible star in the future. He does look really, really good. But the Giants allow the fewest yards per carry in the NFL. So this is a, a poor setup and prime time uh, across the country in, in New York. Um, I actually like the Giants typically when they're underdogs, just like last week in Buffalo, when, then them having to, to be favored and cover a touchdown spread. But they could easily be 4-0. I don't understand why this spread's just 7. I think the books are so slow to, to recover from that week one showing that the Niners had. Uh, I, I think this should be double digits, and I would right. be surprised if it's not a blowout. So this is absolutely one of our super contest picks. Yeah, this would have to be 10.5-11 before I'd have to think about it. You know, I mean, I'd be like, oh, 11, I don't know. You know, like seven, it's just not even a thought. No, 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 this should be a blowout. And, and yeah, this was one of the easiest ones to, I mean, I just looked at that in one second. I'm like, really? Only, only seven? Right. I mean, because San Francisco might be the worst team in the NFL. Well, I mean, the thing is, they might, they might really be the worst team in the NFL, but they're certainly going to look like it record-wise if you look at their schedule. It is an absolute joke. I mean, right. it's, they might be the worst team regardless, but these and have the toughest schedule. So yeah. it's going to, I mean, they might not win another game. They might, you know, look good on that Monday night game I was at against the Vikings and then lose 15 straight games. That's certainly not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. Well, you picked the right one to attend at least. So, yeah. Well, and my next one is a Thursday night game because I only go to the night games because I, you know, I just stay at home and I watch all the games to write my column on Sundays. So I pick the night games. And I better enjoy it while I last because not only, um, so the next one I'm going to is Thursday night against Seattle which they are going to lose by about 30, so I might not even attend that. And then the third one is a, a Sunday night game against the Bengals, which is, is when they can flex it. So if the Niners are 2-12, and 12, they're going to flex that game out of primetime, so I'm probably not going to be able to watch that. And if they finish 2-14, and 14, they're not going to get any home primetime games next year. So great, we spent this money on this personal seating license and not even be able to attend them for, for a while. But I guess that's probably for the better, watching this horrific product they're putting on the field. Yeah, well, let's just make sure that our uh, Hilton contest entry does not go the way of your personal seating license, okay? Let's make sure we this is actually a good deal for us this week. Um, last game, Pittsburgh plus three at San Diego. I don't have a strong feel on this. I, I just really – I guess I would take San Diego, but I was very disappointed in how they played against the Browns. Yeah, I'm taking San Diego. They've really shut down opposing wide receivers big time this year. So I don't, I don't love Antonio Brown to put up a, a big game with basically just Michael Vick. I know that was such a vanilla offense they ran against Baltimore in the short week. Now they had the full ten days to prepare and get him a little bit more acclimated to that system. But I just think it's such a downgrade. And, and San Diego, yeah, they're they're unpredictable and they certainly can't run block to save their lives. But still, like Philip Rivers puts up a lot of points against this. You know, Shazier is back for Pittsburgh, which should help, but still kind of a shaky defense. So I agreed that I don't feel great about it, but I'm definitely taking the Chargers. Yeah, okay. So what? how many can we settle on here? We're definitely settling on Cincinnati and the Giants. Those are two no-brainers, and it's funny no. that we both see it that way. I mean, you know, any spread game, there's got to be, you know, plenty of people on both sides, but that, those are kind of easy. Um, what yeah, else I was hoping you, you, were, you felt strongly about like two, two others. You know? okay. Well, those yeah. are the ones I actually would have picked. Uh, the other one I kind of like is Philly. Yeah, I marked Philly. That's the only three I marked, though. That's, yeah. the, only, that's the only other I one I marked. It's weird that we agree on these. It's, it's, so, uh, it's so unusual. Especially uh, since we started out, I think you disagreed with my first four, but I wasn't felt strongly either way anyway. But. Those are just small leans. I mean, I could do Washington. I'm not exactly 
excited about it. Yeah, that's really going ugly, but yeah. It's ugly. You know, it's one of those lines, and, and it's a little too clever, but it's like it's too small, that line, which makes me like it. Just like Kansas City I like because it's too big, right? Washington's too small. Kansas City's too big. I just It just feels like, you know, they, they know that they have to make the Washington line small for people. It's, it's almost like they want you to take – you know, they want they, – they kind of feel like everyone's going to take Atlanta – and they, I don't, I, I don't know. I just, it just. Atlanta really can get ran, ran on, by the way. And, and Washington could, I could see like Alfred Morris and Matt Jones having a sneaky, sneaky, decent yep. game. That's right. I could see that too. I, I think Atlanta's D can be, can be had. They've just, you know, they've kind of gotten by and they ran into a Texas team with bad quarterback. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you can't defend the run when you jump up to a 20, you know, yeah. 42 nothing lead, you know, so. Yeah. And I think Washington's D, I mean, D'Angelo Hall, I think he's still out, but their D hasn't been bad. They haven't been that bad this year. Um, so I would, I, I would take them. Um, I would take KC. It's just ridiculous. It's a terrible value, but it just seems the way the setup is. I like, you like KC probably a little bit more than the other nine and a half, uh, green Bay. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't like green Bay at all because okay. I just, I okay. just think St. Louis with Gurley healthy and back might be decent. That that's the only thing. Let's do it. Let's go Washington and KC. Okay. Done. All right. We got all five. Okay. Well, I'm on the board. never solved that before yeah. we, before we get started. All right, man. Well, appreciate it. We got, we got to, you know, four and one is a minimum from here on in for at least three, four weeks. Yeah, I'm feeling it, though. All right. I'm All feeling right. a lot. That, of course, there's no correlation, but I, I, do, I do like this better than, than the oh, last, last week's slate. I was, like, throwing darts. I really had no idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, let's do this. Let's quit messing around. Yeah, yeah okay. This is, this is for real. The first quarter was just, a, was just sort of a, a practice for us. It's preseason. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, we're, we're giving our competition a handicap, and we're going to start trying now. All right. It's Dalton Del Don of Yahoo Sports. I'm Chris List. This is the East Coast Offense Podcast Handicapping Edition brought to you by Harry's.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support it, you can go to iTunes, rate the podcast, leave a comment, subscribe. And also, if you'd like to read the full Beating the Book column, you can go to rotowire.com slash pod and get a free 10-day trial. Thanks for listening.